0: Welcome to another episode of Pep Talks. I'm your host, Cheyenne Meyer, and my guest today is Tony Casanova, otherwise known as the Invisible Dad. Find out how Tony is changing the game on unpaid meal charges in his community, ensuring that no student goes hungry at school, in this episode of Pep Talks. To start us off, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, like where you're from, and what you do for a living?
1: Well, my name is Tony Casanova, and I own a janitorial company in Michigan that specializes in cleaning restaurants. Other than that, I'm a father of two, Little League coach, and just an overall normal person, I would guess.
0: Like any good parent, when your daughter comes home from school, you usually ask, how was your day? But one time, you said your daughter said her friend didn't sit by her that day. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, so we were having a normal conversation at dinner. And, you know, we have, like, the normal questions that we ask on a daily basis. And one of them is, obviously, you know, who do you you sit with at lunch? And my daughter always sits with, like, the same usual group of girls. And I noticed that that on this particular day, one of the girls uh, was missing. And I asked my daughter, I said you know, where was so-and-so. And and she said that she didn't sit with her at lunch because she had to have cheese and crackers. And then I dug a little bit more into that and I asked, well, you know, what's, what's cheese and crackers? What does that mean? And she said, well, when you're poor, the school gives you cheese and crackers. So obviously, she had sat at a different table during that time and had an alternative lunch. Uh, so, anyways, this brought back memories to me about, like, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, and and I decided that I would go to the school and try to take care of this, you know, this issue with this one particular student.
0: So, what do you think motivated you to join the fight against food insecurity?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that really motivates me is that, is that number one, I can't believe we're actually having this conversation that in, in schools, you know, the kids are having their lunches taken away from them and that they're being given an alternative. And and one of the things is, is that this is obviously just an awareness issue, right? So uh, nobody, I, I at least I don't believe that anybody wants, you know, a child to go without lunch in, in the school system. But... The way that the system's set up right now, you know, has some flaws in it, and that's what we're trying to do is raise awareness to those flaws and and figure out ways for us to help and fill in the gaps, you know, and the voids during these times.
0: Two out of 10 children suffer from a form of hunger. And as we know, hunger can take a serious toll on students. Can you tell us some of the facts about children who come from homes with food insecurity?
1: Yeah so 2 in 10 is like a national average and like right here in Michigan we 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 have a statistic of 1 in 6 um you know children that are 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 suffering what's known as food insecurity in one way or another. So children that that generally come from households where food insecurity is an issue, generally they show that they're left back in elementary school at least one time, one grade. They're more apt to act out in class. Uh, They're more apt to bully or be bullied because of their financial situation in school. They're more apt to drop out later on in, in high school. And I actually, I match all of those statistics. So my story of when I was growing up, it eventually has me matching to all of those statistics to the T.
0: We talked about cheese and crackers as an alternate meal. So why do you disagree with the idea of giving these alternative meals to students who have unpaid meal charges on their accounts?
1: Well, let's start off with the way that it's done. First of all, the way that the lunch system works is a child gets their lunch, they go through the line, pick it up, all of their friends are behind them, and then when the child gets to the cash register, if their lunch account isn't funded, their lunch gets taken away from them, and then they get given an alternative lunch, which is generally, you know, cheese and crackers. In some schools, it's a piece of fruit and a glass of milk. Other schools, it's half a peanut butter sandwich, you know, that that kind of thing so this is bad for the child in a couple of different ways number one if you're hungry and your lunch gets taken away from you and you get given an alternative you're obviously in some kind of financial situation who knows what you what you might have had for breakfast if you had breakfast and who knows what you're gonna have for dinner if you're gonna have dinner so that half a sandwich or that cheese and crackers could be what sustains that child you know for the rest of the day now Being that your full lunch got taken away, now you also are going to face the stigma in front of all of your friends, right? That you're the poor kid and you didn't have lunch money and your lunch is going to get yanked from you and you get given the poor people lunch. So, and kids do notice all of this kind of stuff.
0: There are options for government assistance in these child nutrition programs, but you feel that parents don't take advantage of applying for free or reduced meals for their kids, even if they do qualify. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, first of all, like parents that do qualify most likely are already on financial assistance of some kind and maybe even taking advantage of the free lunch program. What happens is is that there is temporary lapses in families. For example, you might have a single mother that has to make a choice between paying the light bill or funding that lunch account. Or you might have a, a dad that had a successful business you know, six months ago, uh, but now because of a turn in the economy, you now things just aren't as as good and he's got to make choices. You also have parents that are trying to move with schools of choice, trying to get their children out of the inner cities where the educational system might be challenged in one way or another and they feel that the children might get a better education in the suburbs so you have parents you know making the financial stretch there where they might not qualify for assistance well not in a private school but just in a public school with schools of choice now like you know sometimes parents can choose you know a school that's outside of their district and elect to have their kids go there if they're accepted, you know, and it's still a public school situation. But anyway, you have parents that are moving, you know, into the suburbs, making a financial stretch, you know, that way they might be driving more, you know, to get their kids to a better school and uh, and that kind of thing. And then what happens is, is that ultimately you have, you know, children that are going through the lunch line, having their lunch yanked, you know, in a middle class, you know, this is like, like I say, this is like a, a middle class problem. And what happens is is that they have their, their lunch taken away from them, and, and it's really not the child's fault. This is ultimately, you know, it's, a, it's an adult problem, and that's why, you know, we should step up and help, like, you know, these kids.
0: To join the fight against food insecurity, you started what's called Invisible Dad. Can you tell us about this program and how it came to be?
1: Yeah, Invisible Dad was set up to it's a, a, basically an extra lunch account at the elementary schools and it's overseen by the principals of the schools at each school and what happens is, is that people can anonymously donate to that account and then 100% of the money is used to buy kids lunch at that particular school when they can't and then the child never gets notified of it the parents get notified via email their lunch was picked up by the invisible dad that it's not a loan they don't have to pay it back but just try to get the lunch account current you know as soon as they can so people can donate to to the to the accounts I started the original one and uh, now they're in in all 12 of the elementary schools in my district and other schools are you know starting to set them up as well
0: so would you say this program has been pretty well accepted by the schools in your district
1: yeah, one of the good things is that this program works hand-in-hand with the school district. So we have the PTA that, you know, buys into it uh, at each one of the schools. And one of the things that we try to do is when we give them, you know, money like up front to start an invisible data account, is that we ask that the PTA takes it over and that they do their own fundraising for the and Just try to take care of the kids within their own school. So it, it's worked well hand-in-hand with, the, you know, the Lake Consolidated School District. And, of course, it takes, you know, the help of people within the school district to kind of get behind the program as well and uh, and make it a success. But other than, than that, you know, it's good because the program raises awareness of the issue. It helps the school raise some money to pay for the lunches. And then the PTA buys in and agrees to... You know, to maintain the program afterwards. So basically, it's like we're helping, you know, eliminate lunch insecurity in the schools uh, where you might, like, you know, just go and pay off a school lunch debt and then you leave and all you leave behind is new debt because there's going to be new kids using it. It's kind of like a sustainable program where the community gets engaged, the PTA gets engaged, the school gets engaged. Everybody together kind of solves the problem and that's, that's why it works so well.
0: So as of now, how many student meals would you say have been taken care of through the Invisible Dad program?
1: You know, I'm not really sure because every school kind of like does their own thing. But I I can tell you that I've paid for at least a thousand lunches since the program started. Wow. Uh, And I would I would guess that the program itself and other people's donations have probably paid for another thousand at least, if not. You know substantially more than that so it it is a program where where the kids utilize it and and the community's been making donations here and there so
0: that's incredible
1: oh no <laughs> no yeah, it's 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 been a, a really good thing for me, you know, as a person to be able to to stand back and and kind of watch and and see how how the program's grown and the awareness it's it's created and you know it makes me look forward to like maybe like someday no kid will go to school and and not get lunch. It makes me feel good that in my own community here, like every single day, you know that there's there's this this thing that's going on where not. child uh, goes to school and doesn't get lunch and ultimately this is going to help I believe anyways I believe that it'll help with attendance because if children know that when they go to school they get lunch instead of having their lunch you know taken away from them and and you know that kind of thing if they know that they just go and get lunch they're more apt to want to go to school if they're in that kind of of need and if they get lunch then they're going to be able to learn better in the classroom they're going to behave better in the classroom. You know, that's going to make their test scores go up. So overall, it helps. I think it helps in a lot of different ways that, that weren't considered before.
0: How have you assisted others in putting Invisible Dad programs in their schools across the country?
1: Well, you know, like I've gotten emails and stuff like that from I know there's a school in Texas that had emailed me about starting the program and et cetera. But like right now, other than raising awareness, I'm just like the one person. So I haven't been able to. To personally assist any other schools, other than, I do know that that schools uh, just because of social media contact and stuff like that, that schools in other states are considering, you know, the program. They're inquiring about the program, uh, so they're becoming aware, and and to me, that's a success because as they become aware, whether they decide to do an invisible dad program or name it their own thing or whatever the end result is no child without lunch right so if however that happens that's going to be a great thing
0: what do you hope is the future for the invisible dad program in america
1: well ideally i'd like to see it in every single school uh in one form or another the second thing i'd like is I'd like some kind of legislation where every single school was encouraged to do some kind of invisible dad program, whether it is the branded invisible dad program or just some kind of thing. But I would like to see legislation where it was like, hey, if children aren't having lunch in your school, they still get, you know, whether they can afford it or not. They should still get lunch, and then between the PTA and the parents of that school or whatever you guys should figure it out. because it's really not a huge amount of money per school uh, that we're talking. Of course, if you put all the schools together and go nationwide with it, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a colossal amount of money. But if you really break it down per school per day, on the average, due to like our research and stuff like that and by talking to other schools and et cetera, we're talking about like three or four children a day. You know, so it's not a huge number of children, but it's, it's valid because those children are the future leaders of our, our community. If we are encouraging them and teaching them coping mechanisms for poverty from when they're in elementary school, then, you know, we're going to have a poor society. So my goal is that if, if instead we take care of these children from the get-go, Let them just grow up as children without like the stigma of like, you know, having their lunch taken away from them at school when they go to school. At least if we can protect them during that time, they might have a better a better chance later on in life to embrace the educational system in other ways, you know, even through college and high school and et cetera.
0: If someone else is wanting to start an Invisible Dad program or something similar to it in their own district, what kind of advice would you give them to get started?
1: It's very easy. This isn't a complicated thing. Go right to your elementary school. Talk to your principal. Tell your principal, if any child there at that school is going without lunch that you want to take care of it the the principal will most likely 100% embrace you and say you know let's work this out together and then from there engage with your PTA find out go to a couple PTA meetings tell them about what's going on in the school why you're doing it and let them know that you're there to support them in any way that that they can and it'll cost you a little bit of money out of your pocket in the beginning and and then later on other people will catch on to what you're doing, and they'll start donating, and and you will have taken care of one school. And then from there, you can kind of look at and see at the rest of your district.
0: Can you tell me a little more about the GoFundMe account that you set up and what you plan to accomplish with the money that you raise?
1: Yeah, the GoFundMe account is set up because I've broken it down per school. So based on my original Invisible Data account, it took me about a year and a half to pay for 1,000 lunches at the school. So every single school in my district, there's 12. There's uh, 12 elementary schools anyways. If I were to put 1,000 lunches into every single one of those schools' lunch accounts, it would be $2,750 per school, buys 1,000 lunches at the current lunch rate, and and that is a total of thirty three thousand dollars across the board. So the idea is this if I put a thousand lunches into every single Wald Lake school's lunch account, the PTA then has a year and a half to raise two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars to keep the account going. And we know that as aggressive and and creative as PTA committees can be, uh, we know that $2,750 is not a lot of money to raise over the course of a year and a half. That would, in essence, eliminate lunch and security across the Wald Lake School District forever, because once the program is in place, every year you have new parents. The new parents donate to the program within your school, and everybody as a community makes sure that no child goes without lunch within your school. And as long as the PTA continues to do the fundraising efforts, they will always be ahead of the game. So that's what the GoFundMe works uh, with. Now, what I've decided to do is that GoFundMe takes 5% of, like, the donations, which is kind of like a rip, but that's the way that it works. So what I've decided is that if we get the donations up there to $33,000, then I will match the 5%, and then uh, the schools will actually get $33,000, and we'll be able to do that whole, you know, it's done and over with. And then other schools and maybe corporations and stuff like that would see the merits of what you know has been done and they might want to follow suit and do the same thing at other schools and in other districts.
0: So I'm definitely going to include a link to the GoFundMe so that anybody who's listening or reading our blog can donate to this. But if they want to find you on the web or find out more about the Invisible Dad program, where can we find you on the web?
1: I have a... A not so good website that is true uh, but it's uh, www.invisibledad.org and on there is just kind of like all of my ideas as to why this whole thing started and, and why I'm involved in it I'm kind of like a big wall of text I'm not a I'm not a techie kind of guy uh, <laughs> so I wasn't able to do it great uh, however that's there uh, my main source of communication is Twitter And you can find me at lunch underscore dad. And there I have daily updates as to, uh, you know, how the program is doing. You know, I have all these uh, little posts that I put up with, like, you know, kids and why kids should have lunch. Uh, (laughs) Um, And then uh, I'm also on Facebook as Tony Invisidad. And that's I-N-B-I-S-I-D-A-D. And I think that's it. So Facebook, Twitter, and on the web itself.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before we close out this episode?
1: Yeah, just like this lunch thing for me, there's there's other issues out there that people are dealing with or that they dealt with when they were kids and that kind of thing. And the one thing that I found is that to kind of make a huge impactful change in your own community, you really don't have to be anybody, you know, and you don't have to, to have a lot of money uh, or anything of the sort. You just kind of have to go out there and step out there and say, you know what, we should change this. And if it makes sense, then maybe that change will come. So I encourage everyone, uh, at this point, to go out, find what you want to change in the world, and go out and do it. Just go out there and take the first couple of steps to do it and see what happens.
0: It sounds like you've got some really good ideas for all of our listeners to join the fight against food insecurity. Thank you so much for joining us, Tony. It's awesome to hear about the Invisible Dad program
1: no thank you thank you for helping me spread the word and uh and you know helping me raise awareness of of this issue and uh and hopefully you know it'll other people will, will go out and uh and maybe help me with my cause or go out and fight their own cause <laughs> and uh and use it as a springboard you know to really make the world a better place uh, one of the things that i found is that like in an elementary school, as I've been involved over the last few years, uh, going in and out of them, uh, you know, these elementary schools are microcosms of what our community is going to be like the next 10 years. So if you start taking care of that community from now, nurturing it, making it strong, 10 years from now, you have something really
0: to look forward to. Thank you so much, Tony.
1: You got it. Thank you, Cheyenne. I appreciate the time. And, uh, and once again, let's stay in touch, and I'll keep you abreast of, like, anything new that happens with the Invisible Dad program. But once again, thank you for, for taking the time to
0: talk to me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'd like to thank Tony Casanova for joining us on this episode of Pep Talks to tell us all about his Invisible Dad program and how you can set up a similar initiative in your child nutrition operations. For links to the GoFundMe page or for additional resources on the Invisible Dad program, be sure to check out our blog. Just head over to PrimeroEdge.com forward slash blog. If podcasts are more your style, be sure to check out other episodes and subscribe to Pep Talks by visiting PrimeroEdge.com forward slash podcast. And finally, if you'd like to connect with us on social media, you can search for PrimeroEdge on Facebook or LinkedIn. Signing off for this episode of Pep Talks, I'm your host, Cheyenne Meyer, and that was your full serving of child nutrition.